Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. We on that haunted ground. The three spooked girls. Hey, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I am here with my ghoul friend, Jessica. Hello. And today we have a patron select for y'all. This episode is dedicated to our patron, Heather. She has chosen the disappearance of Kyron Horman today. So that is what I will be covering for us. Now, just a quick PSA. If you don't know what this case is, it is a child's case. I know some people can't listen to those. So I wanted to say that up front. So you were aware. All right. So Kyron was born on September 9th, 2002 to Desiree Young and Kane Horman in Portland, Oregon. And the two actually got divorced when Desiree was eight months pregnant with Kyron. Oh. Yes, because Kane was cheating on her with a woman named Terry Moulton. So, you know, good on Desiree to be like, no, fuck you. Goodbye. You know, you're a piece of shit. See you later. And she moved out and filed for divorce. And the day she moved out, Terry was moving in at the same time. That happens. Yeah. And I watched an I watched multiple interviews with Desiree, but she was like, yeah, that was um. That was a day. That was a hard day for sure. And I'm like, hello. Yeah. Holy fuck. Like, I felt so bad because obviously, like, she was fucking, like, hugely pregnant. So you're already hormonal. And then you're dealing Mm -hmm. with all that. Mm, No, no, no. It would give you good rage for pushing. (laughs) You just held on to that nugget when you were, like, in labor. You could be like, I hate him so much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. After Kyron was born, Desiree had primary custody of him. Flash forward a little bit, and this is when Kyron was still like a little one. Desiree was going on a vacation to Canada. So, of course, Kyron went to go stay with Kane and Terry while she was gone. And while on vacation, Desiree had some health troubles, which wasn't really anything new for her. She said she dealt with pretty much like lifelong issues with her kidneys and stuff. So you know, infections and stuff. Sadly, she was used to it. Mm. But on this trip, she had a really serious infection while in Canada. So this actually led to her being hospitalized while there. And anytime she had seen any doctors prior, they really couldn't figure out how to help her and stuff like that with whatever her issue was. But she ended up meeting a doctor who would be able to help her. And actually he did. So like, at least it made it worth it, I guess, kind of. Yeah. But with that, she had like, because he was based in Canada, she had to stay up there for a few months to get treatment. And so. Oh, good. Yeah. And so she granted temporary custody to Kane and Terry. Makes sense. And flash forward to when Desiree was able to come back home, she went to go get Kyron and they were like, nope, not happening. Like we're keeping him because basically Desiree, she was gone for a while. So she had lost her job. And she she was like at first she was like, okay, fine, like maybe you should keep him. You guys have a more stable house than I do right now because she had to move in with her parents temporarily while she got back on her feet and her medical bills were total thirty thousand dollars. That's a lot. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I got all this shit going on. I need to get my shit together and get back on track. Like, fine. You know, which I get. I get. But after this, when she did get settled, she ended up getting a job at a bank. This is where she would meet her husband, Tony. 
And Desiree essentially worked in like the fraudulent department and stuff like that. And Tony was her point of contact for getting, you know, catching these people and getting them arrested because he worked in some kind of like, I don't know what the word is, but he was like a man. What is that? I know it's a different kind of forensics, but like he he dealt with that, like the mm-hmm. technology stuff, basically. I can't remember like the word. Like forensic accountant? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Secretly, Thomas wants to be a forensic accountant because <gasps> that would be fun. They get to do like fun shit. It's like all puzzles, and he loves mm-hmm. that kind of like fixy puzzle math shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it would be amazing to be able to figure that shit out and yeah. like be like, ha, right? you're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like what he was, but that was that's how they met was through work. Okay, and they got married, and you know, shit's all good. And if you guys. I feel like most people have probably seen a photo of Kyron, even if you didn't realize who he was at the time. He was the cutest little kid, and he was said to love animals. His favorite was the red-eye tree frog. He loved cars. It's a very specific favorite animal. Right, I know. It's funny. He loved cars. He was said to be very sweet and compassionate, and he wanted to be a detective like Tony was, and he was interested in forensics. I'm so cute. (laughs) and he loves science. And then the picture, which is the last picture of him and typically the one most people have seen of him, he Mm -hmm. was wearing a CSI shirt, which knowing the background makes sense because he was like all into all of that for sure. Yeah. So our timeline for this case, it will happen on June 4th of 2010. And this was said to be a regular morning for the family. They were getting up, getting ready for the day. Kyron's school had a science fair that was a big deal happening that day. Kane said he talked to him about his presentation, you know, told him like he loved him, good luck, like all of that stuff. And Terry would take Kyron and his younger sister, who was about 18 months at the time, to the school. And okay. I don't like Terry. Let me just say that. She's definitely sus. But some stuff that I'm going to point out as some people being like, oh, that's weird. I have other thoughts, kind of like devil's advocate for it. So her normal day-to-day car apparently was a red Mustang, but she took Kane's white F-150, which I'm like, okay, you have two young kids and you're probably taking the bit because it was like a big like cardboard trifold type of thing. I'm like, she probably needed the room. (laughs) Like, I get that. I don't think that's weird. It's not like she took some random person's car, you know, like. Or rented a car. Right. It's their car. So, yeah. I'm assuming Kane took her car. Yeah. I I can't remember what he was doing at the time, but I know like later in the afternoon he worked from home. But earlier in the day, Mm -hmm. I think he headed out or something. So, like I said, science fair, big, big deal. And it was like a huge deal. I was like, holy shit, because they said they would typically, anytime they do this fair, they would have an additional 400 guests at the school. That's a lot of people to a science fair. I know. I was like, what the fuck? And because of this, the school said to avoid any like traffic jams, you know, like with people, basically, they foregoed the attendee check-in, sign-in, sign-out sheet, which I was kind of like, I don't That's weird. That's weird. I get you have a lot of people, but like, if you know it's that many people, wouldn't you think they would have like multiple stations to sign in at, like make it more, you know, cohesive, not just be like, nope, just kidding. Goodbye. I'm assuming there's multiple grades. So you could have like multiple grades entering at different points. Like. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a whole ass elementary school. Like. Or they have to go to the parents' classroom or the kids' mm -hmm. classroom to sign in. Like that would be. Right. That would make more sense. Yeah. So, yeah, they went to like I originally it kind of sounded like they had this in the gym. But it's funny you said that about the classes, because when I watched stuff later, it said that the picture, it's not in a gym. It's actually in Kyron's classroom, which I'm kind of confused because like I'll get into it in a minute. So whatever, wherever this shit was. Another thing to note, and this won't be as weird to you, but it was apparently weird to a lot of people when I talked about this on TikTok. The school didn't have any security cameras at the time, but I get that because, like, I went to a small rural school as well, Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't a thing. Yeah, I think my elementary, elementary school was actually, like, in a church, so there were no security cameras there. (laughs) Yeah. But then, like, where I went from, like, sixth to eighth grade, Mm -hmm. they only had two. Mm Mm-hmm. And one pointed, like, as you walked up to the principal's office, and one was, like, on top of the cafeteria pointing out to the gym so that, like, they could get license plates. Yeah. Like, that's all they could afford. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, I'm guessing the budget, they didn't have it. And then plus two, like, this was 11 years ago, so yeah, there's that, too. And then I think they my school eventually got one more. 
mm-hmm. which was when they built the gym that they had. I think insurance purposes was like you have mm-hmm. to have yeah. maybe a couple more because of the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So according to Terry, because that's who we have to go off of for this, which problematic a little bit. But Terry and the kids got to school, according to her, at about 8 a.m. They got Kyron's project on tree frogs set up and she snapped the photo that I mentioned of him earlier. And after this, she said they toured the fair. They looked at other projects and whatnot. So like whether it was in the gym or in other class, like they wandered around looking at other people's Mm -hmm. stuff, basically, which was weird because (laughs) she does a Dr. Phil thing, which I'll talk about later. She's like, yeah, the fair was actually the day before, but and I'm like, what? Like, this bitch don't make no sense. She always says, like, contradicting shit. So, yeah, I'm just saying she's weird. Anyway, so they toured. They went and saw the presentations. And she said that and then she would leave. And this is confirmed because, like, people saw her or whatever. She'd leave by 845 because probably class was about to start, you know. And mm-hmm. she saw Kyron walking towards his classroom. And that would be the last time he was seen by her. Now, some sources say that there is reports of a student, like a young boy at the time, having seen him go to the bathroom around like after nine or close to 10 even, but it was very few and far between. But I just like to mention that extra kind of shit. So after leaving the school, Terry said she went to two different Fred Meyers, which Pacific Northwest people, you'll know that's a grocery store, people outside the US or other places you might not. So it's just a grocery store. It's like a Kroger, basically. And so she had went there because her daughter was being super fussy and possibly was either like getting a cold or had like an ear infection. This would be confirmed on surveillance footage, which put her leaving at like 1010. And she went to two and she said she had went to the first one because or had left to the second one because the first one didn't have the medicine her daughter's doctor said to get is what she said. Which makes sense. Yeah. And after this, she went on a drive for an hour and a half or so with her daughter on some country roads. And she said this was trying to kind of calm down her kid. And also around this time, she took naps daily. But the only person who can confirm this is herself, obviously, because she was alone. And looking at this part of me as a mom, I was like, well... I would have taken my baby home and dealt with it there. To play devil's advocate with the car thing, though, like... When my kid was little, there was a point when she was teething, not sick though, where the only thing that really chill her out some days was going on a car ride and playing music. So I guess I could see it a little bit, but Terry sus as fuck. So it's whatever. Yeah, but an earache you would want to mm-hmm. like take her home. Most likely bundle her yeah. up, lay her down. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of that shit's got to drain out of your ear. Mm-hmm. But it's going to get more sus too, because after this drive, Terry was seen at the gym. And she confirmed she did go to the gym and Mm. she went for an hour workout or a little less than an hour workout. She got there at 1240 and that meant she dropped her kid off at the daycare thing. And (gasps) she was asked, they were like, why would you drop your daughter off if she's not feeling good? And she's like, well, I had tried the day before and she only lasted like 15 minutes. But then I went today and or went that day and she seemed to do a lot better and blah, blah, blah. I was like, still, that's like you shouldn't be fucking doing that. That's endangering other children. Right. You could get other kids kids sick like what the fuck or you could get your kids sicker because like true their immune system is compromised because they have a cold or they're sick and let's say another kid has something worse yeah exactly and then also like poor daycare workers having to like try to console this probably very grumpy baby you know god but after this like i'm kind of confused See, Terry has a lot of inconsistencies. So stuff was timestamping her to be there at 1240. But when she did an interview later, she said she was at the gym for about 45 minutes, which unless the gym's really close to her house because she was home and posted on Facebook that photo by 121. I'm like, that doesn't add up. Maybe she just said she went for 45 minutes to make herself feel good. Like, I did a 45-minute workout. Oh, yeah, because before she had kids and all this stuff, she was, like, super into bodybuilding. Like, she did competitions and won and shit. Like, she was, like, all in it. But then after her daughter, I was just like, nope, bye. So, yeah. Which, she has an older kid, too, so I don't know. I'm sure, I don't know. Maybe she had other shit going on in her life, too, at the same time. I don't know. But anyway, so flash forward to 3.30 p.m. 
like I said, Kane was home in the afternoon working. And so him, Terry, and their daughter, they went to the bus stop to wait for Kyron. And as the kids start unloading, they don't see him. So they go up and chat with the bus driver. And they say Kyron wasn't on the bus today. So they're like, what? And so they double check. They look and the bus driver didn't see him. So, of course, Terry and Kane go down to the school. And when they get there, they're talking with, like, the secretary. And she calls his teacher who said he wasn't in class that day. And the secretary's like, uh, what? You didn't mark him absent or tell us or anything? And sh- the teacher goes, oh, I remember Terry saying Kyron had a doctor's appointment today. So I assume that he just came for the fair and then went with her and just didn't come back to school, which, mm. yeah, I guess I could see that. Makes but still, sense. like, I feel like bit. you should still tell the office. Yeah. Mark the maps. And Terry was like, no, you're mistaken. I said his doctor's appointment was next week. He should have been there. Blah, blah, blah. So, of course, at this point, the secretary calls 911 to tell them. Smart. Yeah. Hero of story. Right. And then she also calls Desiree, Kyron's mom, because she was the other parent as the other emergency contact. So, obviously, has to tell her. Right. Well, As soon as Desiree hears this, her and Tony instantly get in the car and drive over. They lived, I think it was Medford. I just remember them saying it was like they lived 250 miles away from Kyron and them, but they like instantly got in the car and fucking came. Ooh, I bet Tony has like contacts. Mm, Probably. And authorities, they responded very quickly and they jumped right into it and they began searching immediately. Like I said, it was a rural area, so there's ravines, trees, farms, all kinds of shit. They brought canines in and just nothing. An alert would also go out to all of the parents from the school, like that automated phone call business, and letting them know that Kyron hadn't arrived home from school, and this was done by 5.30. Wow. Yeah. That's fast. They fast. Oh, it's going to get even faster because by 7, the sheriff, Dan Staten, called the FBI and was like, we're not equipped. We need help. Like, we have a missing kid. <gasps> you mean a local authority actually thought ahead and was like, hey, maybe we should bring in the big guns because I can't mm-hmm. handle it. Whoever the sheriff is deserves an award. <laughs> I mean, he might be a bad sheriff every other day of the year, but this particular day he was on it. And then we got more action because they started obviously doing press conferences the next fo- couple of days, right? Awesome. And they brought in the National Guard as well. Yeah, in that kind of an area, like outside Portland, like rural area, that Mm -hmm. shit's like dense. Yeah. Yeah. If you look up pictures of the school, yeah. Like if you've seen the Mm -hmm. Twilight videos, Twilight movies, the videos. (laughs) (laughs) How old am I? (laughs) The Twilight movies. Uh Forest up there is dense as fuck. Like you could search an area and still miss people. Exactly. And, you know, like, obviously, daily press conferences, things like that, they'd be like by the FBI spokesperson and whatnot. On June 9th now, they had said that the Horman family, quote, is not speaking to the media because they do not believe that it is in the best interest to find Kyron, end quote. And then after this, the captain of the sheriff's department, his name is Mike Schultz. He read a statement from Kyron's family and said, quote, Kyron's family would like to thank people for support and interest in finding their son. The outpouring of support and continued efforts strengthens their hope. We need folks to come or to continue to assist us in our goal. Please search your property cars, outbuildings, sheds, etc. Also check with neighbors and friends who may be on vacation or may need assistance in searching. There's a lot of resources here to help you search, so please don't stop. It's obviously a difficult time and they want to speak to the public so you can hear it from Kyron's family as they come together to share their message. Their objective is to keep the focus on Kyron and not anything else, end quote. So, I mean, I thought that was good that they- That's not good. That they said that. That was a good one. I mean, and that's true. Like, even- Okay. I know you said it to keep my theories to later, but just this little one it's here. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Even if he just wandered off, like mm-hmm. asking people to search their properties is really important because mm-hmm. he could be scared and hiding in a building, not mm-hmm. realizing where he was. And if you went out and were like, hey, are you Kyron? Like your parents are looking for you. He mm-hmm. might be like, oh, good. Like safety. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's like, I'm glad you brought that up because that's the thing. Like. Kyron wasn't adventurous. He isn't someone who would just go like off on an adventure and wander and shit because literally Desiree and I think Kane as well has said like literally if 
you're like barely out of his sight when we're, we were like in a store or something, he'd start like kind of like getting worried and like mm. so bad with the anxiety. He'd like hyperventilate because his vision wasn't that great. Aww. He could only see like a couple feet ahead of him. So he was very like, I need to stick with my people type of thing. Kind of parents that have kids with eye problems not getting them glasses. He has glasses. Oh shit, he real blind. Yeah, he has glasses. <laughs> I was like, if I take my glasses off, I can only see like four feet. Yeah. No, no, no. He has glasses, but it's like he, you know, always wanted. Oh. He didn't he didn't wander is a thing to keep him. That's good. So a couple days after the statement, though, the family, they are present for their first press conference. And Desiree talks about something weird that happened. Terry tries to console her. And she's like, I just thought it was weird. She was being super fake because like they didn't have a relationship like that obviously. And she was kind of like already pissed because this is the last adult that was with him and all this other stuff and other stuff I'll talk about later. So she was just kind of like, please get the fuck off me right now. Like, I don't want your fake bullshit type of thing because Terry's not a good person. It seems like Terry is a fake ass bitch. Pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) So yeah, they were like, "Uh, what the fuck? So by the 13th, authorities announced that they are going to shift this from just a missing person to a criminal investigation. And as they continue their search efforts, they go out to Savi Island because this is where Terry was driving around during that unaccounted time with her daughter. Mm. And authorities said they were able to get cell phone pings, which is kind of controversial for people because, well, Terry also mentions this on Dr. Phil, but I guess it is true. At that time, I don't know if they do now, they didn't have a cell tower out there. There was one kind of nearby that serviced part of that area. But I'm like, why would they make this up? Terry swears there's this huge conspiracy that they just want to fucking put it on her and blah, 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 and all this other shit. And then she tried to go on to like, they only cared about the sheriff election, da, 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 like all this shit. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure they just want to find Kyron, you fucking fuck, but okay. He's a little kid. <laughs> he needs to be found. Right? Like, exactly. So do what you will with that part. Who on you if you're a suspect? Like, if I had a stepson, I would be like, fine, make me a suspect, but I'm not stopping to look until I find this kid. Like, that's fine. Look into me. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Now, as we get into mid slash late July or June, excuse me, authorities are, you know, talking with all three parental figures. Well, Antony, too. So all the parents. Right. Mm-hmm. And they asked them to do a polygraph test, which I know people have strong opinions on that, too. So, like, please don't at me because I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm just mentioning it because it's the information. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake, I know <sighs> all the 12 year olds yelled at me on TikTok. I'm like, go away. <laughs> you don't even know how to spell polygraph, child. Like, back off. For real. Anyway, so Desiree and Kane, they they passed their polygraphs and Terry did not. And she would actually take two and walked out of her third. Her excuses are that she is, quote, virtually deaf in her left ear. And the reason she failed was because of how they made her sit. And basically, she says that her back was to the test administrator and that she a lot of the time has to rely on lip reading and expressions and use her good ear. And Dr. Phil called her out on this and is like, well, they do practice questions beforehand and you're supposed to tell them if you need accommodations. Yeah. And she was like, well, they scooted me a little bit, but I still couldn't hear. And it's like, well, then why didn't you say anything before it started that you still couldn't hear? See, this is why I like Dr. Phil so much, because he is not afraid to call people on their Mm -hmm. bullshit, especially when it's something that's so like there was like another case where they because they tell you like before your polygraph test, like you can't drink the day before Mm -hmm. you can't do anything that would. And then like the guy shows up drunk and he's like, they literally tell you you can't do this. And this is how you show up. Like Dr. Phil, he gets it. Yeah, he understands. Yes. And then she tried to say on the second one she failed, they were rushing her through her questions. And again, you're supposed to say, hey, stop. This yeah. is you're you're rushing me on purpose. Like you're supposed yeah. to call the polygraph person out. Right. And then the third one, you know, she was just pissed off and left. But then it was like, you know, Desiree was like, we went we all went to the same people person, you know. And she's like, the everyone was super accommodating, like nobody was an asshole, like Excuses. <laughs> right. So, yes. So that's why it's brought up. Not that I'm being like, oh, her failing means she's guilty, even though I, you know, I have my feelings. But it's just like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's stuff to point out. Well, and also it's uh, like attention seeking. Like if I fail my polygraph three mm-hmm. times, 
then the attention is on me and my bad behavior. Yes, exactly. Now, sadly, as we go through the summer, still no Chiron, but we have some weird shit that happens. So first, oh, actually, something I do want to mention first. About a month after he disappeared, somebody donated a whole surveillance system to the school. That's awesome. So, yeah, I was like, well, good. But anyway, we have a bunch of weird shit coming on now that'll be fun to pocket for theories. Now, first is surrounding some emails. Apparently, according to Kane and Desiree and everybody else, Terry was always one to like ride out all the drama and vent about it and blah, 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 which was good for them, you know. And this includes her marital issues. And she stated in an email that her marriage was ending due to Kane cheating on her and she blamed Kyron for this, which I'm like, it's a fucking seven-year-old. It's not like some 17, 18-year-old kid being like, dad, go hang out with this teacher because I hate Terry. Like, what the fuck? Kyron was like, let me introduce you to people. <laughs> I have people for you to cheat on her with, dad. Here you go. What was he like? He's eight? He's that like, he's okay. He, he doesn't have access to like single ladies looking for a grown man with a kid. <laughs> and also something to note is that in these emails, it was saying that she was going to take their daughter and leave Kane the day that Kyron disappeared. That's a weird coincidence. Just saying. And she also said in her emails that she hated Kyron and wished he was dead, which I don't understand. Someone who's been, who's a parent figure, no matter how long, how the fuck can you say that? Oh, so like, you know, just admitting shit right away. Right? Fuck. But yeah, so that'll happen. And then when Terry's confronted about these emails, because, you know, I'm going to mention Dr. Phil again. She's like, there was no emails. That didn't happen. I bet Dr. Phil was like, but here are the fucking emails. (laughs) I'm like, bitch, not everyone's doing a conspiracy against you. Like, no. Jesus, fuck. And then also what Terry liked to do, apparently she started sexting, not just texting, sexting one of Kane's friends. And it was cringy as fuck. Like the Dr. Phil episodes will be linked in the sources page. But like she was she sent a picture. I just I fucking laugh every fucking time of one boob. (laughs) Like what? Why? And I had a really good laugh about this. (laughs) (laughs) So Tara's watching this episode and she just calls me like FaceTimes me and is like, we have to talk about this. And she's like, and it was just like the one boob. And she's like, this is my left boob. This is the left one. And Tara and I are trying to figure out like, why would you just send one boob? Like, I mean, unless the right boob was like not a good boob. Like if it. Oh, no, it wasn't even that. She was like, I can't remember what the verbiage was, but it was something like, and if you're good, I'll send more later, like the other one. I'm like, what the, what is he supposed to do? Take both pictures, put them in a collage, so they're next. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Like, what the fuck, man? And she just said all kinds of cringy shit. And then she talked about, like, how, like I mentioned, she used to do, like, bodybuilding and stuff. She's like, I am so strong. I could just crush you with my legs. Da-da-da. And I'm like, you're fucking gross. Like, shut the fuck up. And her excuse, and then <laughs> Dr. Phil's like, what the fuck is it? Like, what right. the fuck? And she's like, well, I was just doing it to get back at Kane because he was doing the same thing. Blah, blah, blah. But when they looked at the texts, there was points where she was like, oh, I gotta go. Like, can't talk right now. Whatever. Da-da-da. Because she was still with Kane. So obviously she's just a hoe. Sorry. I mean, you know, and it's like, well, I mean, you were the mistress and like not saying cheating is good at all or allowed, but it's like if you if you're the mistress and then you get cheated on, how can you really be surprised? I mean, it still hurts. I mean, because it's like you want to believe that they'll cheat with you but not on you because you're the special one because I'm sure that's what was said. But at Mm. the same time, it's like. I wouldn't be surprised, like, if my husband had cheated on me or we had cheated together and then, which didn't happen, by the way, we were both very single when we met. <laughs> and, you know, I I would still be hurt, but I wouldn't be surprised. Right, exactly, exactly, which was my point. And we got more sketch to add to this. So we have another person to introduce named Rudy Sanchez. Now, he went to authorities because he said that Terry approached him and wanted to hire him and a friend of his to murder Kane. According to Rudy, he said that Terry had told him that she was in a really bad marriage. He was abusive. He was cheating. He was all these things. And she would give $10,000 to them if they could make him go away. 
which you know what I'm probably going to bring up right now. $10,000. Yeah. I got to bring up Scott Peterson and his fucking 10K because see, Jessica, you said, who's going to pay 10K to have somebody murdered? <laughs> this bitch. Because I'm over here always like, that's not enough money to get a proper hitman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just had to bring that up because anytime I can bring it up to fucking give you shit, I have to. <laughs> I just have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know people like that. Right. But, you know, people people be dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so when the cops heard this, they're like, holy fucking shit. Like, we can't prove she did anything to Kane. But, like, if we can figure things out, we can at least get her on this. Right. So they give him a wire and say, like, go go over there and act like you're going to do it. Right. And so we're like, awesome. Great. Because there's plenty of cases where this is going on. They give someone a wire. It fucking they take an undercover cop. Boom. We're good. Well, no. This happened with Abraham Shakespeare's mm, case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that's how they caught her was that mm-hmm. they sent out someone in with a wire. So they gave Rudy a wire, right? And they sent him and the undercover cop to act like he's the friend because obviously she hadn't met him, but it didn't go over well whatsoever. Basically, I'm like, wow, you guys are fucking dumb. So what happened was they got there and they're like, and Rudy's like, I'm going to tell the cops you tried to make me do this deal if you don't pay me $10,000. Like he tried to blackmail her. And I'm like, that is not the way to go about it because cops are already on Terry's ass. And so she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You need to leave. Shut the door on them. And then she called the cops. Oh, yeah, that didn't work out. And later she also says that Rudy was wanting more from her interesting like a sexual relationship and she wasn't interested and then on mother's day according to terry he said he needed to see her and was like all dressed nice and had cologne on and he like wrapped his arm around her and like kissed her on the temple and wouldn't like let go of her so she's like oh my god i thought i was gonna get raped right there in my front yard with my daughter right there by this guy blah 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 in the front yard apparently where people could see they lived like in the country but still like i don't know I mean, even in my front yard, like I lived in the country, people would still be able to see that. Exactly. And the other thing to note, too, is Kane didn't even know that she had hired Rudy at all to do landscaping because apparently the yard land work stuff was supposed to be like the older son's responsibility or whatever, but he wasn't doing Mm -hmm. it. So she hired and paid him secretly to do it. And she's like, I just gave whatever the other son's name is, credit for it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So obviously when they- Weird money trail. Yeah. When they found all this out, they had to tell Kane because it's possibly compromising his safety, you know? Right. So he was just like, what the actual fuck? Like he was just so floored. So he took their daughter, rightfully so, the baby. Right. And the police, they escorted him to like a secure hotel and all of that stuff, right? Aww. And then after that, immediately he filed a restraining order and filed for divorce and custody and everything. Good. Yes, as he should. Wow, that daughter's like 13 now. I know. And what was interesting was this did obviously like, okay, so media coverage for Kyron's story was exploding. Like he even had a feature on part of the cover of People magazine, like a whole thing. So it hadn't been confirmed that this was going on to the media yet, Mm -hmm. but it, of course, everything leaks out, right? So reporters were asking her, like, you know, what's going on? Is everything okay? Like, we heard Kane moved out of the house, and she was said to just be like, gave a thumbs up and was like, no, everything's good. And, you know, like all of that shit. But <clears throat> literally a couple days later, it, it fucking came out. <laughs> And then there was also a, uh, it was confirmed publicly after this. And then Desiree and Kane asked the sheriff's department to state in their press conference that they were cooperating and Terry no longer was because she wasn't at this point, which puts us at about June 28th. So everything happens pretty quickly in the beginning. And also at this time, she's like, I'm going to get a fucking lawyer. So she gets this like high profile, expensive lawyer named Stephen Howes, who's still her lawyer today. Mm. And... Also, on the let's add another person into this, there's this lady named Dee Dee, and she apparently moved right in after Kane left. And now we're going to talk about Dee Dee a little bit. Now, Dee Dee worked at a farm in a lavender nursery, and the day Kyron went missing, Dee Dee had some unaccounted for time that makes people raise an eyebrow, and I kind of agree. So all the employees were, were pretty close. They literally, they ate lunch together every single day. Like, you know, it was a normal thing Mm -hmm. because they all took break at the same time. Right. And this day, Dee Dee was nowhere to be found during this time. Oh, and they're like, that's weird. So they tried calling her, you know, because her car was there. No answer. 
Well, this was at the same time frame that Terry was on her little drive. Oh. Mm -hmm. Could be a weird coincidence. Could be something else. I'll let you decide. And when they found her later, she was like, oh, I was off doing work. I had to go and dig over in this certain area. I got told I need to do it right now. And it's muddy. So I had left my phone in the car. That's why I didn't answer. Blah, blah, blah. But on top of that, Dee Dee and, and Terry had bought burner phones literally the next day. That's sketch. Right? And they said because they knew that authorities could tap into their phone lines and they didn't want them to because Terry was innocent. And it's like, no. if she's innocent, why the fuck does it matter what they hear? Right. That's not how that works, Terry. <laughs> but oddly enough, I mean, not so oddly because this happens. Dee Dee was said to be extremely cooperative. So do what you want with that and mm-hmm. pocket it for a little bit later. Now, sadly... Years go on. Years go on. Like, it's no spoiler. Even to this day, Chiron has still not been found. But in 2012, Desiree decided to file a civil lawsuit against Terry for Chiron's disappearance. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Desiree's lawyer was getting a lot of pushback from the sheriff's department and FBI and everything to get any kind of like case file type of stuff because this is an ongoing investigation. So it ended up being that Terry just had it dismissed because they, you know, with this kind of stuff, you have to have fucking concrete evidence and they didn't have right. access to that so right. it just it fucking sucks right it's all very circumstantial yes exactly now we can talk kind of theories and kind of what they're up Ooh. to today type of shit so this is the fun part for jessica <laughs> i love theories yes I, I love trying to like mentally put together and ask her a lot of times i end up being right like yeah. when they like figure shit out i guessed that the kids for the Vallow case, they were going to be on the family property. Mm-hmm. Like, I just knew that. There was too much yep. land there for them not to be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Terry swears up and down she had nothing to do with it, like I've said. And she thinks he was abducted. Others obviously think she murdered him. Now, one of the big theories that I've learned is that people think Terry used her friend Dee Dee. Oh, actually, I must mention something before I mention this theory. Sorry. Back up for a sec. So... What's interesting is pretty much like shortly after this, so by like July, her and Dee Dee stopped talking and haven't talked to each other since. That's sketch. That's super sketch. Terry tried to say their lawyers told them don't talk to each other because it looks bad. And Dr. Phil, again, sorry, I know people are probably sick of me, (laughs) was like, why would your lawyer say that if you are innocent and this is just a friend trying to support you and all of that stuff? And she just right. like had nothing to say. She's like, I just did what I was told. And I was told to lie to the media and act like everything was fine, even when it wasn't. And he's like, law enforcement, like she said, law enforcement told her to lie. And he's like, law enforcement's not going to tell you to lie. They're going to tell you to not say something if it compromises the investigation. Right. Like, get Which out isn't of lying. They're going to say, like, don't tell people that. We found this. Yeah. Right. Like, let's say they saw him on a security feed in some other place, but they don't want people to know that they saw that because they want people to, like, confess to that shit or something like that. But that's not lying. That's just saying, like, we want to know where he is now. Exactly. Exactly. But anyways, so there's this big theory that seems to be pretty popular Mm -hmm. is that he was buried on the lavender farm. And that's where Dee Dee was during this time and whatnot. Mm hmm. And another big question that comes up is like, well, why don't they search? Why didn't they take the cadaver dogs there? Well, there's a lot of reasons why they hadn't or hadn't been able to. So, I mean, according to everything, but like according to ASPCA, so nobody asked me, lavender is toxic to dogs. Mm-hmm. It can be, especially if you're on a fucking lavender farm where there's a fuck ton, like, you know. And it's in pure form. Exactly. So, you know, there's that. And it's like you have to have probable cause when you're filing these warrants and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like everything's – their hands are so tied. So while it's super fucking frustrating, like you can see why they didn't get the warrant. Right. I mean the only thing is like I uh, – the question that I would ask is did law mm-hmm. enforcement go up? Because you can as a law enforcement if you don't have a warrant. You can go and say, hey, there's a suspicion. We don't have a warrant. Would you be okay if we did some searching? And if the law and I saw nothing that said they even asked. So, I mean, it sounds like the Lavender Farm employees are very like tight knit. The question may have been asked and they may have been denied. Mm -hmm. That was my thought, too. So they just don't, which I think would be a big thing to put in there to say, like, hey, Mm -hmm. we tried to look at this lavender field, but they're hiding something. They said no. Yeah, it's crazy because when I tried to search it to be like, did they look like did they try anything like I couldn't Mm -hmm. find fucking anything. 
anything. So if anyone has insight, because I know, like, obviously, when stuff like this is local to you, you typically hear, like, through the grapevine more. Mm -hmm. Let us know. But, like, nothing. Nothing. And I'm like, Jesus, fuck. Go to the fucking lavender farm. Don't let this be like the Flores backyard where you guys didn't want to fucking excavate because you had to replace the concrete. Like, right. (laughs) Replace the lavender plants. And obviously, if there's a body decomposing under those lavender Mm -hmm. plants, they're not going to come out pretty and beautiful anyway. They're going to come out like they're going to come out a little bit bad, which who knows? Like, I mean, this is all very sketchy. Yes, it is. It is. But yeah, so there's that. And then it's really interesting because on the internet, like people are very polarized with Terry because there's definitely mm-hmm. people who think Terry's innocent. And they think that somebody just snatched Kyron during the science fair, which I mean, if they have 400 plus right. visitors, sure, yes, this could have happened. But like, I don't understand. Like, I feel like because of how his behavior was, he would have definitely been like screaming, yelling, crying if some stranger is trying to take him. And it could not, it could be not a stranger, too. Like, we, true, like, true. if you look at the Ariel Castro, some of those girls, some of the, like, a couple of the girls who were abducted by him knew him. Michelle Knight mm-hmm. knew him because she true. was friends with his daughter. Yeah. So she went true. with him willingly. What if this was a friend's dad or de- yeah. friend's mom who Kyron was comfortable with and they mm-hmm. were like, oh, come with me. And he went off with them. Also, like if we're talking about kids in classes, if an adult was roaming the hallways and Kyron did go to the bathroom, like someone said that they thought they saw, he could have gone in there quietly, gotten something around his mouth to prevent mm-hmm. him from making noise, and then just mm-hmm. waited until people went into classrooms and just carried Kyron out. There was no security. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like this is definitely possible for sure. If you knocked him out, too, and then it would just look like you were carrying your child out. like Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. So before I give you the updates on what's going on with Kane, Desiree, and Terry as of, like, late, do you want to – what do you think? What do you think has happened? Because that, that really doesn't have anything to do with, like – Yeah. The so I, I'm of two minds. It's either Terry killed him. And she did it strategically, like, where people would see him. Because that makes a lot Mm -hmm. of sense. If there are 400 people there, no one's going to notice a quote-unquote mom walking off with their child. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because that's not weird. And then, you know, that would be really simple. Her having Dee Dee as a friend. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that at least Dee Dee knew that Lavender was toxic to dogs. Yeah, if you work at a fucking farm, you would know that. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe... Terry has some dirt on Dee Dee and we don't know. And maybe that's why they're not talking like Dee Dee did this for her and then was just done. Like, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. And then it it could be like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think my opinion is that Terry did it because her writing an email saying I want him dead, like I'd wish he was dead. And she seems like the kind of person who like takes action when she's wronged. Like, look how she was like sexting with Kane's friend. To get back at Kane, which really, like, did Kane fucking care? Like, probably not. If he was cheating, he probably was, like, good for her. She's texting one of my friends. Her boob. A boob. Um, (laughs) Like. (laughs) A boob. The left one. (laughs) Right? Kane's like, you know, Kane's like, ooh, you know, oh, her boob. But, you know, I mean, the stranger abduction is definitely something that could have happened. There are 400 people there. If you were mm-hmm. if you were a pedo, it would make a lot of sense to go and take advantage of this. Because it's a small town. I'm sure everyone knows that no one checks people in and out at this event. So you could pose yeah. as an uncle. I'm so-and-so's uncle. Or, oh, yeah, my, my nephew's part of the science fair. I don't think they even, like, asked anything. They were probably right. just, I think it was just like, you're here for the science fair? Okay, it's, you know, go this way. Whatever. Like, you know, like, if someone was like, oh, like, who are you here for? Be yeah. like, oh, my nephew. Like, you know, like, another parent mm-hmm. chit-chatting. Yeah. Very easy. Pick up a kid. Walk out. Let's say Kyron went to the bathroom. Like, mm-hmm. they're saying, like, some say he went at, like, 10, which was mm-hmm. a lot later. There's probably a lot fewer people in the hallway. That would have been really easy to... You know, just wait till the hallway dispersed and just walk out. I don't really think, as far as that goes, I feel like it was probably more likely if he was seen going to the bathroom, it was probably closer to, like, after nine because, like, the teacher had said, you know, she didn't see him in the classroom. So I think the kid probably was just mistaken. I mean, it's a kid. So, you know, you can't really fault them for that. But some stuff came out about Terry afterwards that is interesting. So... Apparently, in like 2005, she was arrested for drunk driving and she had her son in the car. Oh, shit. With her. 
Yes. And then when Kane is asked about that, he's like, well, did Terry have a drinking problem? You know, anything like that? And he's like, well, in real time during this, I didn't think so. But looking back, like I like he he feel he regrets stuff so much. Like he's like, obviously she did because like apparently she had had after their daughter was born, she had like some procedures done or whatever. And he said there would be times that Kyron and their daughter would just be like wandering around the house doing whatever. And she'd be passed out on the couch. And he's like, I being naive thought it was because of like, you know, the pain medication, things uh, like that. She always got up with our daughter, like, you know, explained it away. Yeah. But really, apparently, well, because, you know, she's deny, deny, deny. She would like drink in secret and get drunk. Right. And things like that. A lot of so, people do. you know, because she was always like, I just care number one about my kids and taking care of them. And it's like, well, this kind of like contradicts that, first of all, but okay. Well, a lot of a lot of addicts, like I've mm-hmm. given Tara my secret pleasure now, my like of watching Dr. Phil. Like that's my, one of the mm-hmm. things. Like if I'm having a rough day or something, I watch Dr. Phil because one, I'm like the people on that show are a lot more fucked <laughs> up than me, and two, I just love when he gives him his like his little bit of sassy Southern like firebacks. Like when he's like, oh, you I know, know, he's like, no, but like a lot of people, like one of the things I realized watching the show is a lot of people drink. And like they hide it mm-hmm. so well. And it's like the yeah. way it is, is that they've become normal drunk so that now you don't yep. notice that they're they're so functional mm-hmm. that you don't notice. But mm-hmm. like one lady, they went through the house like the husband went through the house like a few days before they were on the show and found all her Heidi spots where she puts her empties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like he's like, holy shit. How long has this been going on? She's like, well, that's like a couple weeks worth. And he was like, I was thinking like six months worth, oh, but it was man. like only a couple weeks. But so she was, yeah, I mean, I think drinking is one of those things people hide really well. Yeah, for sure. And this wasn't like the only run-ins with the law. There's more with Terry Sensen. Hmm. So first fun facts for you is that she tried to change her name, like full ass change her name twice. Hmm. And the courts denied her both times and it wasn't just like a last name change it was like her full full name she wanted to change her name to be claire keisel keisel some shit like that apparently that was like her birth last name Mm. so she was trying to use that which i'm like okay fine whatever but then like the name it was people articles are just like we don't know why like i guess she just picked that whatever but the courts are like fuck no you're still terry get over it so there's that And in 2015, she was charged with grand theft of a firearm after her former roommate accused her of stealing the handgun from a safe they had that August. Mm. And 2015 was rough year for her because by November, she was accused of domestic violence by a man who was said to be her ex-boyfriend. Oh. And he said that she threatened him with a knife. And so he got a temporary restraining order that was filed on November 28th against her, but she wasn't charged with anything with that, I guess. Mm. And then in 2016, she was in Northern California, Marysville, for anybody who might be familiar with the area, for stealing a car. She took it from somebody and they were like, no, no, bitch, you're not gonna bring my car back. I'm gonna fucking report you. So. Oh, like she borrowed a car and then just was like, this is mine now. I guess. Yeah, basically. And it was in some like hoity-toity neighborhood. Like Marysville? I don't know. It was just a whole. Marysville has hoity-toity. Uh, oh no, 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 no. No, one of the one of the things I think it was the the gun thing. They said she was at like a higher oh. scale neighborhood, like right outside of San Francisco. Oh, good, she's living around me. But yeah, she just moved to Northern California. It's fine. But yeah, that's what she has been up to. And then apparently she got remarried, and so now she goes by Terry Vasquez. So that's what Terry's doing. And then. Obviously, Kane and Desiree are actively still looking to get justice for Kyron. Right. There's a foundation that was created called the Kyron Horman Foundation. Kane works like really closely in with this and everything like that. So basically, the foundation is to bring awareness, like do awareness campaigns for mm-hmm. other missing children. Oh, that's cool. So, Yeah. And then in just recently in 2020, there was a book written about Kyron's case. Desiree was did a lot of interviews with the author to help give insight on it. Mm-hmm. I, and some people that saw my TikToks commented and said, like, yes, definitely read it. Like, said it's really good. So it's on my list to read. It's called Boy Missing, The Search for Kyron Horman. And you can get it, like, on Amazon or whatever. But... Yeah, it's a lot like a really, really deep dive into his case and everything. So if this is one you've followed or one that now interests you, it seems like one to definitely check out as far as that goes. But yeah, 
Terry either did something or knows who did something to him. Right. Like, let's just be real. That's that's my thought, too. I feel like I know I keep like bringing up Kristen Smart anytime I talk about this, but it's like some of those parallels are just like that. I'm like this, like the Flores's backyard is the lavender farm in my brain. Like, I feel like there's something there for sure. Right. Unfortunately, I really hope that the sheriff's department and the FBI and the team, you know, everybody assigned to this case is able to get some progress. There was some statements from like Desiree and stuff back in like 2018, 2019 being like big updates coming, you know, so maybe there's stuff going on. But I mean, I know it's been a couple years, but we also had COVID. So shit was shut down. But like maybe there's stuff coming. I really hope so, because it's like I just want to hug his parents. Oh, my God. I just want to. It's just it breaks my heart so much. Well, this is one of those cases like the Kristen Smart case where they have to be very, very like strategic with what they do, because one of the things I was thinking of is going to the lavender farm. Like normally you'd use cadaver dogs, but cadaver dogs are going to stay away from the lavender. Mm -hmm. They're just they're going to be repelled by it. So they're going to have to use like ground penetrating sonar, which could cost a lot of money and could cost a lot of digging. And, you know, Maybe at the time they didn't have the resources for it. And I don't know, like, and who's to say that the body is even still true, there? True. Yeah. It could, they could have waited for the body to decompose and then move the body. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. Yeah. It just, it breaks my heart. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's a lot. And then, like, I feel like, you know, just Terry had him like walk off or whatever because they also said, I watched, there's an ID special on this. And they had said, like, you know, they found his backpack and his jacket at the school still. So, like, Mm. you know, it just it breaks my heart. And these children cases, like, I'm like on a fucking I'm like fucking on one with like looking up children's cases because it just pisses me off so much. I'm like, how can anybody do anything to these innocent little kids who literally cannot protect themselves? Like, you are so fucking evil. I just I don't understand. Right. We I mean, we spend so much time in America on the wrong kind of topic of children we talk Mm -hmm. about like how precious they are in utero Mm -hmm. and then like when they get older like there are parents who just are not equipped to have children Mm -hmm. and they kill them and it just like blows my mind how like how this kid has been missing for like 11 years now and they don't he would have graduated high school last year right like there's so much in his life that he deserved to live and i mean and then there's the other thought like i was sitting here thinking like you said walk for some reason when you said walked off Maybe mm-hmm. he was sold. Yeah, that's another one that's brought up too. Maybe he was trafficked. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't want to mm-hmm. get rid of him a traditional way. Like she didn't want to kill him. So she basically like drove him out to the lavender field. Some buyer was out there and she sold him. And like, what are you going to do then? There's no body. There's no nothing. Yeah. And and then right. people aren't looking for him in that capacity. Yeah. So. Mm. It's just a tough one. Yeah. Oh, goodness. But we are going to go ahead and wrap this episode up for today. Again, thank you to Heather for suggesting this case. I definitely think it was an important one to talk about. If you would like to have your own dedicated episode just like this one, you can join us on our Patreon starting at our $10 tier for that perk. But we will go ahead and see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.